Welcome to the NARPM Podcast, where we bring you the most in-depth look into the property management industry. We discuss hot topics with property managers, vendors, and those that support the property management industry. The National Association of Residential Property Managers is the recognized leader in property management. Our host is Pete Newbig, co-founder of Empire Industries Property Management and co-founder and CEO of VPM Solutions, where property management meets global talent. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are that of the host and are not necessarily those of NARPM. Now, here's your host, Pete Newbig. Welcome to the NARPM Podcast, and thank you, as always, for joining us. Really appreciate it. We have a different kind of show today, so normally we just have a a conversation with somebody asking questions, but today we're actually going to do kind of a coaching session. So I met Larry Farley at one of the NARPM events, and Larry is a a real estate broker. He's licensed in Texas, South Carolina, and North Carolina for over 20 years. He's a CEO and a team leader of Keller Williams Memorial, and him and his wife, Alice, bought a property management company in July of last year with 19 properties, and now they're currently at 38 properties. They are new members to NARPM, and they started listening to our podcast, reached out, we met, and so we're going to actually do, Larry's going to ask questions that a newbie would have, and I'm going to do my best to guide him. So that's what this show is going to be. Before we get to this piece, I want to talk about our hot topic. Our hot topic of today is, so I, I was thinking about this, and my hot topic today is you are kind of, you are who you hang out with the, the most, the five people you hang out with the most. This was coined by Dave Ramsey. That's the first time I heard it. And Dave always said, you're the, you, you know, you're, you're basically the average of the five people you hang out with the most. And I started look, thinking about that. And I, I know like when I was a partier early in my early days, in my early 20s, I turned around and I was hanging out with a bunch of partiers. When I got into endurance sports and I wanted to become an Ironman triathlete, all of a sudden, guess who I started hanging out with, right? I started hanging out with Ironman triathletes. And then my mindset changes from can I do this to I'm going to complete this. And now it's a matter of how fast can I complete the Ironman and I bring this up because NARPM actually gives you the ability to go and hang out with people who you want to be like, right? So by having the conferences, by having the local chapters, by having the NARPM discussion group, this podcast, you get to hang out with people that you want to be more like. So in Larry's case, in this, in this, in this instance, he wants to learn how to be a better property manager. Well, what better place than to hang out at, at NARPM? And what I love about the NARPM people is that many of y'all are now in mastermind groups and you're with companies, you're in mastermind groups with companies that you want to be like, right? So when I owned my management company and I wanted to get to 300 units, when I start talking to people at 300 units, when I wanted to get to 1,000 units, I started talking to people that had 1,000 units and I started hanging out with those people. And then it, all of a sudden, that vision doesn't become unachievable, kind of like my Ironman triathlon, right? When I first even thought about it. I'm like, I'm never going to be able to do that. And then I made people who I'm training with have done 20 Ironmans and 15 Ironmans and three Ironmans a year. And I'm like, my mindset completely changed. If they can do it, I can do it. If, uh, you know, if somebody that you meet has 400 doors, 500 doors, a thousand doors, they can do it. Then all of a sudden your mindset changes. Well, if they can do it, maybe I can learn from them and then I can emulate them and I can do it. So the moral of this hot topic is that if you are not in a mastermind group, 
and you don't have mentors or be hanging out with people that are like-minded in any part of your life, whether you want to be better fitness, uh, if you want to be in better fitness, I recommend joining the, the PM Health Group Facebook group and start hanging out with some of those people. If you want to get better at you know business, uh, then start hanging out with people and maybe join some of the mastermind groups or create one on your own. So that's my hot topic of the day. And we'll be right back after these messages. And then we're going to talk to Larry. And this is going to be an interesting one. So join me for the ride. Scaling your business means juggling many moving parts, leaving you wondering how to manage it all. How can you keep your eye on growth and streamline your operations? At RentBridge, we've created the Property Management Operating System, an ecosystem for property management marketing and process automation, where you can view and take action on the most important aspects of your operations, from sales and new owner onboarding to leasing, collections, renewals, and more. By bringing operations and marketing under one platform, you can have end-to-end -end visibility of your owners, tenants, and vendors from the first moment they interact with you, allowing you to add more doors with less effort and scale a truly profitable property management business. To learn more, visit rentbridgegroup.com today. Did you know that most tenants struggle to come up with a large sum of money needed to move into their new rental home? Let Renters Insurance Solutions help you solve this problem by giving tenants another option for security deposits. Property managers can make up to $200 per door annually with our programs. Learn more at our website, yourris.com. That's Y-O-U-R-R-I-S.com. Renters Insurance Solutions, your experts in property management and insurance. All right, welcome back, everybody. So I have Larry Frawley here. So Larry, just want to say thank you so much for being here and willing to be coached on a podcast. So we really appreciate you know this unique opportunity. But just thanks for being here. Oh my gosh, thank you. This is uh, Pete. This is one of the highlights of my year. I will tell you that. And that, and that's and that's not being far. kind of set low, Larry. <laughs> no, no, no. That's actually being very, very truthful. So awesome. All right. So I prepped the audience before you came on that we're going to do kind of a coaching session. So just to just go back a little bit. So you, you when did you join NARPA? And when did you buy the company, the property management firm? And then most importantly, why did you get into this crazy business? Why did you want to be a property manager when you had 20 years of brokerage experience? Yeah, there you go. All, all great questions. So my wife and I, Alice, we bought the company back in June of 2022. And ironically, it was a company, Pete, that was at my brokerage here now before my path around the system. Back actually when you guys, part of Empire, was here, I guess, before that, when I was over in South Carolina. So ironically, and that company got sold and then it got sold again to me. And I bought it with just 19 properties in it. You know, fast forward now, we're, we're 30, well, we were 38 properties. And then I finally... I've excelled in the property management business that that I've actually got to be able to fire a client. So, <laughs> so now we're at 37 properties and and I'm I can sleep a little better at night. So that's like 3.7% uh, of your business, buddy. <laughs> there, there you go. You know, I mean, you know, it was, you know, sometimes you just gotta do that. So, but yeah, so the brokerage business, and you know, ironically, so I was here the first time. In fact, my wife and I, we were leaving, we were going to Dallas, and I actually had Steve. Uh, your partner come down and actually go through our home as we were thinking about, should we put in property management? Oh, so you were almost a client. 
You're we were almost right. a client. Yeah. yeah. And, and we did decide to sell. And I still I kicked myself on the hind end for that one because that was just a great home, certainly as we came back around again. But that kind of got the bug going for me on the property management side of things. And I, I looked into a couple of the franchises that were out there. And then I got relocated, like I said, to Dallas first time and then Charleston, uh, South Carolina, second time. And then I started looking at it at Charleston also. I'm like, hmm. Uh, and then ironically, two weeks before COVID hit, I got to come back to Houston because my wife and I, we said, we're done moving around. We love Houston. We're glad we got back here. So that got me going on the property management side of things again. That original uh, property management company sold it to another company, but asked me, I, I said, hey, I'd be interested in buying it. Well, then about a year and a half passed later, and then I was able to go back in and actually purchase the company. So so what was the allure? Because like I said, you had 20 years experience uh, yeah. being in brokerages. You've been moved all over the country to basically help run big brokerages across the country. What was the allure of you know, owning a property management firm? That's great. I think a lot of that is the consistency. And what I mean by that is, you know, Real estate markets go up and they go down, right? And you know, so if on the sales side of things, you're like, oh my gosh, you know, am I ever going to sell another home again? On the brokerage side, you're, you know, everything is managed on expenses. Property management, what I in all my research, it stayed consistent, you know, in, in good markets and in bad markets. In fact, maybe sometimes in bad markets a little bit better because now we got more renters out there. So that was the allure for that. The other part was, you know, it's. It's something we're still going to need to manage every day, but it's something that we can go off into into a different, a slower kind of retirement thing. I did turn 65, so you know a little bit of uh, on the retirement side of things and still own a property management company. Of course, our goal is not to stay at 37 properties. You know, our goal is to be at 337 or 537 properties. So yeah, and I'll give you one more reason why you should buy, own, build the property management firm is it's a sellable asset. Yeah. Uh, when you're, when you're just slinging real estate, you, you don't really have a sellable asset. There, there's, and I don't want to say it in a bad way. There's not a lot of value in an ownership of a brokerage because you really you can't own an agent, right? You can't, you know, but yeah, you're, you're exactly right on the property management side. It isn't, it is an asset. Okay. So you're kind of new to the game. You're doing wonderful already. You've already learned how to buy a property management firm, I'll bet a small one, and now you've grown a little bit. So for somebody at 38 doors and somebody who's new, what's the what's what are you looking at? What's some what's some some guidance, some questions that you may have that that maybe I can help or people at NARPM can help, or just what is stuff, what are some stuff that you like to learn? I like that. One of the one of the things that I did that was the most, it was the greatest thing was was joining NARPM because you know, when you get into a different field, even in real estate, like you don't understand all of the, all of the verbiage, you know, like what was, you know, what's a KPI? And then I go, Hey Siri, you know, what's a, you know, I have no idea what those things are, but it was, it was the research of that and, and the support of that system. You know, our local chapter here is, is a great, great organization. So. Yeah. yeah, we I tell anybody if you're looking at getting into property management, if you can if you're if you can find NARPM, that's the first thing you should do, right? Join join NARPM. So okay, so now let's get into the, let's get into the nuts and bolts. What yeah. are some of the things you're challenged? What are some of the challenges you have? What are what are some of the things that I can help with? 
Awesome. So you and I spoke just a little bit, but I said, you know, one of the things that, you know, we're in that pattern of growth right now, my wife and I, and Alice is my wife, by the way, bless her heart. She's, she's stayed around with me for, for some years, you know, and Larry wants to go here and Larry wants to move there. You know, she's, she's right on board. That's key. Number one, having a great business, by the way. Is, it is. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, it really is. I think it's, you know, my next step is, is hiring. You know, I, I, I run a, a brokerage, which involves about 55 hours or so a weekend. You know, a lot of my property management side is my wife. She's managing a lot of that. My weekends are that. So my next step really is, is a sales kind of leasing manager. And, you know, I am already looking at, spoke with Leon all about, you know, VPN, you know, solution. So let, me, let's, let, let me ask you though here. Okay. So right now in the company, 38 units that you're managing, all single family, I'm guessing. Yes. All right. And right now it's just you and Alice in, in the company. Okay. Yeah. All right. And Alice is doing made the, the majority of the work. She's doing the majority, certainly of the, the maintenance side of thing. I'm still running kind of the books side of things, kind of the sales, kind of the marketing you so know, the first awesome. question, the first question I'm going to ask you is, okay. do you have an organizational chart built for the property management firm as it stands today? I do not. Okay. I do not. And, and, so, and I will say this, you know, I've done that with the brokerage side of things, but when I, when I had the opportunity to jump on this one, I did not, I did not do that. So you are wearing multiple hats and so is Alice. You guys are wearing multiple hats, right? And so a lot, you know, I actually had to talk with with, uh, with a buddy of mine. He's a solopreneur. So he's like, you know, he doesn't have an org chart because he just has one box, him. And I'm like, you're missing the picture. Yeah, the picture right. is you have to put all those boxes. It's not Larry. And then Larry does all this. It's I have a leasing assistant. I have a leasing manager. I have a maintenance coordinator. I have a property manager, whatever it is, you need to, re, you need to build that, that structure. So this way, as you grow, you can identify what are the next roles that need that you want to fill in your, in your business. Yep. Right. Yeah, that was that was probably a key mistake back in the beginning. You know, right, just doing that right away. I'm like, hey, no, this is something we can just do on our own. You know, but yeah, it, it is because it's, you know, it's really it it's got the the potential to be a very very big business. So I'm a big fan of the book Traction by Gino Wickman, and Narpum is a big fan of that book as well. Okay. There, Gino Wickman created something called the EOS, the Entrepreneurial Operating System. A lot of Narpum members run their business on it. It's a it's a great little tool. And one of the things he discusses, he calls it an accountability chart. I just call it an org chart. But he says you should build the org chart the way it looks like today. You should build the org chart for like what it looks like in five years. And then you should build the org chart for when the company is finished. So nice. one of the things that most people don't do when they start a business is they don't understand the, the complete vision. Like, you know, a lot of us get into it because we couldn't actually sell the houses and we had to lease them. And then the, the, our clients would ask us to manage them. That's how a lot of us got into the business. I got into business the other way where I was an investor and I was tired of, of management companies not managing my property correctly, right? Because I didn't find NARPM, you know, luckily I didn't find NARPM vendors because I probably would never have started a management company. Yeah. But you never start with the, with the vision in mind, the end in mind, right? So you want to build your org chart. What that looks like, what is your vision? Now, I know you're a little bit older, so maybe your vision is, I just want to get to X number of properties in Houston. 
right? And so with our vision and empire, at first it was like, I just want to get to 300 properties because I heard that was where you profitable. Then I'm like, okay, we got 300 and our profit margin is really slim. Let's get to 600. Let's get to a thousand. Then it got to, we want to be in all of Texas. Then it got to, we want to be all over the, all over the country. And the vision needs to, you know, it can change over time, but it should be, you know, it should be big and you should be able to build that org chart based on that vision. Now, trying to build an org chart for 100,000 units across the country, good luck. I don't know how how the guys at Mind and Pure are doing that. That's that's yeah. way beyond my capacity. But but by by, you know, and the, the org chart doesn't have to be perfect. It's it's really just to get you to think outside the box on how big this thing should be and what does that look like. Now, I will tell you when you're when you are smaller, you're going to hear you're going to be portfolio based. And what does that mean? It means that one person is doing everything or two people are doing everything, right? So Alice, she might be, we call it the head cook and bottle washer, but you know, in the E-Myth Revisited by Dr. Gerber, but really Alice is the property manager, the maintenance manager. She's maybe doing the tenant, tenant residence, uh, lease renewals, right? So she's doing everything, right? Everything comes in and out. And then your side is you might be doing all, you're doing all the leasing and you're doing the, the book. So you're the accounting person, the leasing person, the move in person, maybe the move out person, right? So that's called portfolio, that's called portfolio based, right? So in theory, I have one property manager. I manage a hundred units. That's all we have. And I do everything, right? I'm a solopreneur, right? Which by the way is it's still a sellable business, but you're not going to get as much as if you were, if the business was running on its own, unless yeah. somebody's going to fold you in, right? Somebody, a big company like Pure comes in and buys you. They don't, they don't really want you. They want the doors. They don't want your processes. They want the doors. When you bought the 19 units, right? You wanted the processes and probably not the person, but cause you know, but, but you get it, right? Correct. So it's, it's, it's important to know, like that's the first step, right? So it's going to be hard to build an org chart that uses that same, you know, portfolio based when you're going to have, let's say your vision's a thousand doors, right? Whatever that vision is. The next step is you go to hybrid. And so hybrid is just that, right? So now let's say you do, you know, you use virtual, let's say you use VPM solutions and you hire a great remote team member and that remote team member is going to do, what are you guys looking to hire for? What's the first position you're looking to hire? I, I've called it sales, sales and leasing. Okay. So sales and leasing. So tell me a little bit more about what that role would do. So I think, you know, probably in, in the real estate world, I think there's opportunities, you know, opportunities like expired listings. You know, I, I subscribe to a service that does that. So, uh, you know, listing comes expired. Somebody else maybe has bought something. There may be an opportunity there to manage a property. They're going to be your, kind of like your cold callers, appointment setters. Cold callers, right? Exactly right. And how do they um, help on the leasing? Same thing. They're they're reaching same out. Same thing. Okay. Yeah, same thing. And and you know, I think there's you know, literally, we could go through every every listing that's out there for a lease and quickly look in a in a particular area, know which ones are potential property management ones. Property, right, one, ones that are not managed by property managers right. and one that are managed by realtors that have no idea what they're doing. Once they lease the property, they should probably get over Correct. to a property procedure. Correct. And, and I should... handle, you know, the nice part is being part of a brokerage is, you know, I have a lot of internal people that can't manage properties, really not allowed to manage properties. Yep. You know, so I've, I've got kind of that, I don't want to say captive audience, but I've got, I've got an audience of people and that's primarily where all of our doors come from right now is just agent referrals. 
I think that's brilliant. And if you're listening to this, like, so you you own the property management firm and you're the broker of the property management firm, not Keller Williams. Is that correct? correct. That's correct. If you can get a deal like that and you can office out of a Keller Williams, a Remax, anywhere where they have in your, you have 600 agents, you said? Correct. Okay. Mm -hmm. Over 600. You're, you're going to be a pretty big player in Houston within the next two years, just even if you did nothing else. Right. And the fact that you're looking to grow already. Now, what's going to happen with, with 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 your company, Larry, is you're going to outgrow your your processes pretty quickly. Right. Right. And so that's the dichotomy of, you know, hey, I'm going to grow this thing. Oh, now I break stuff. And now I have instead of you firing clients, clients fire you. Right. Because you're, right. you're you're kind of fault. The cracks are falling. through. Exactly. I will say. The org chart again and the structure that you put in play is going to is going to be the biggest savior or or hurt, if you will, hurdle, if you will, uh, when you grow. Like right now, 38 properties up to let's call it 125 portfolio with a couple of assistants, right? That's kind of a hybrid is going to work. At some point, you're going to have to go to departmental or you have to go to pod structure. So those are the next two org charts that you will. As a CEO, you are responsible for the organizational structure, the culture, the resources. Uh, those are the three main things and the strategy. Those are the four things the CEO is responsible for, right? right. So if you're listening to this and you and you can keep your ownership of your, of your PM firm and you can office, even if Keller Williams charge you a couple hundred bucks, 500 bucks a month, $1,000 a month, it's going to be worth it because they are just going to basically have all the agents basically look at you first and give you, you'll be top of mind. And so you're going to grow your business pretty rapidly. I got a good buddy of mine, shout out to Greg Deering. He has built a company with, I think it was 900 units before he sold in Round Rock in Austin, Texas. And he operated out of a Keller Williams office yeah. uh, out there in Round Rock. So it's like, it's like today, tomorrow, I'm sorry, tomorrow, I've got one of my agents that's teaching a leasing class and she has asked for, you know, my property management flyer for everybody that's in the class, right? So they, now they've got, you know, they've got even more information on that because once again, you know, agents, you know, there's some that go, hey, I can manage properties. Well, you're not really allowed to manage properties, right? There's a whole process. Texas is not, you know, there's more lawsuits in Texas and for property management side of things than anything else. So. Yeah. Okay. So I, right, so give me the next thing. What, what's the next thing you're looking at? So I think that's a great idea to, to, to hire this, you know, a virtual, by the way, why virtual assistant over, over one of your agents to do this? Um, you know, I think it's, it's some of it's kind of the cost right in the beginning and, and yeah, I mean, an agent, you know, they're, they're going to get paid mostly on the commission side of things, but but yet they can make more money in real, traditional real estate sales. And I'm not saying that I'm opposed to doing that at some point in time, but I think we need certainly some more doors where, you know, virtually I was telling you in another conversation, you know, we have virtual ones that are in here out of the Philippines that work for us. And there's about nine of them that do transaction side of things. So, you know, so I believe in that process. Um, the next step really is probably it's, it's marketing, marketing and, and, and then, Internally on on ours right now, I've got I'm interviewing a a bookkeeper. You know, just I was telling you, I think in a brief conversation, you know, the bookkeeper that I had was kind of decided to leave on January 30th, and I had to run around trying to figure out how to 
how to do all the rest of that stuff. And it's just not in my wheelhouse. So, so I guess my org chart would have been a little bit better to have at that point in time, but. Uh, <laughs> so, hey, at least maybe you, maybe you got something out of this conversation. I know. So great. marketing really and, and bookkeeper, I think those are probably the next two things. Okay. So what's going to be your, your budget for marketing? What's your investment per month in marketing? Ideally, I mean, part of it's going to be, you know, the expired listing service. Part of it is, that could fall under sales. No, that could fall under sales, Funny social media, you know, I think social media, you know, we've, and I, I say, you know, I'm, I'm an older guy here, but you know, I realized, you know, when people said, you know, I can sell a house on Facebook. I'm like, you can't do that. Well, yeah, you can. And so, you know, so, so better, let me ask you this. Uh, do you have a agent referral program? Somebody I do. Brings you a door? I do. All right. So let's talk about marketing. So I'm a big fan of marketing and sales are separate. They're separate in my org chart. They're separate personality types. If you're into disc, your marketing guy is going to be a C, your sales guy is going to be an I. If you're not in the disc, I'm sure there's the archer or whatever, whatever they use or the red, green, blue, whatever it is. Yeah, D I right here. D I. You're a DI, right? So you're closing. Love it. So, so when, um, you know, I look at it like this, at, at, you need to know how much you can invest in marketing or in sales by hiring a salesperson first, the inside salesperson and making those calls. And by having your office in Keller Williams, you actually don't have to spend a lot in marketing. You, you really don't because you're going to get deals both of those ways. Now, marketing obviously is, is incredibly important. But somebody who's making, you know, 38, 38 units, uh, I can't imagine you're bringing a ton of revenue in. No, right now. And so you, you have marketing, unfortunately, typically means money. It typically means you have to invest the money and then you have to be able to capture the leads. So I guess my first question is, you know, how much, how much do you plan to invest in marketing on a monthly basis? So that's the first question. And the second question is, what are the strategies you're going to use for marketing. And then the third question is, what are the lead count that you're, you're forecasting for each of those strategies? So how many leads a month are you looking to get, Larry, from your marketing, not from sales, but from the marketing? Yeah. So I, so ideally, if, if we could get, let's just say 20 leads a month, right? Okay. In, total, I, in total. Yeah. 20 leads a month. And I base that on you know, some of the platforms that we use around here on the sales sides of things. So if we, if we had just 20 and there's, of course, there's not going to be a hundred percent conversion on those, but they are opportunities. You know, right now our, our marketing budget would be less than $500 a month, right? That's, that's real realistically, you know, where we go for this current time, right? Not, not to say that's forever thing. So and you're right, you know, probably even when I was in real estate sales, 93% of my business, you know, came from referrals, right? So I, I work those referrals uh, pretty hard. So, yeah, in my experience, when we got a referral from an agent, we closed that person, I think it was like over 80% of the time. Yeah. So, so what we did is we defined what a lead was and what an opportunity was. Okay, for us, a lead was basically anybody that came inbound. That's a lead. An opportunity was anybody who came inbound that had a property that we wanted to manage within the next 90 days. That was our that was our definition of opportunity. And so, you know, so basically, hey, I'm calling because I'm thinking about buying a house one day and I just want to make sure like that I have a management company I want to talk about. Right. You're you're a lead, but you're really not an opportunity. 
Uh, or, or I come in and, Hey, I have a 14 unit apartment complex. I want you guys to manage not in our wheelhouse. Right. So like, no, nope, that's a lead, not an opportunity or, Hey, I'm moving out of town in the next, in the next 60 days. And I need somebody to lease and manage my property. Now you're an opportunity. So we define those. And why is that important? Because one is if you are not getting a lot of opportunities, your marketing message is off. You're not hitting the right target. So you want to you want to make sure that whatever money you invest in marketing, you notice I keep using the word invest, not spend. Correct. I was a, a culprit of spending money in marketing. And when you spend money in marketing, what you're doing is you're just throwing stuff up against the walls. A NARPM podcast, Larry. So we can't. <laughs> I got it. I got it. Those are not allowing me to curse. But you're throwing stuff up against the wall, right? Yes. And you're not tracking it. And so that's spending money, right? When you have your marketing plan, I'm glad you brought this up because this is something that I, I actually got dialed in at Empire and I have not dialed in at my new company, VPM, yet. And we're still working very diligently to get these numbers, right? But you need to know how many leads come in. So ultimately, you want to know this, right? And, and it takes a little while to get there, but ultimately, you want to know every strategy you've invested money in, okay? Whether it's a Facebook ad, a Google ad, a, a campaign for, you know, for real estate agents, you know, whether it's going to speak and it costs you a little bit of money for speaking engagements, maybe doing a CE class, whatever that is, you want to have those strategies down and you want to have a, a chart of account for each one of those strategies in your, in your QuickBooks. Cause I want to know how much I spent, not just in marketing, but each strategy in marketing from there, I want to know how many leads I got. So now how do I capture that? Well, now the importance of, you know, I'm probably not teaching you this, but a CRM system, right? It's important that you have a CRM system that can track if it's a lead or an opportunity. So you actually have to do some manipulation, say, is this a lead or an opportunity, right? And then from there, you can then determine how much money at the end of the month, how much money did I spend on each strategy? How many leads did I get? How many opportunities did I get? And then what's the, you know, what's the dollar amount? And then what's my percentage of opportunities from leads? So if I run a campaign and I've, and I've, you know, got 50 leads, but 25 of them were opportunities. Well, that's pretty good. That's 50%. And then you can start tweaking the message to how do I get that to 52%, 55? Because even 1% makes a huge difference. Like a lot of people think, oh, I need, I need to be, you know, 20, 30% more, you know, right now, just, just switch, just changing things at a couple, uh, at a couple of percent. If you do multiple things at one or 2%, it'll, it'll it, it's exponential in the difference in how your business runs. And so you have to know how to track all this stuff. Right. And then of course, then once the, once you get the opportunity, then it goes into the sales pipeline, so to speak. And then you have, then you have your sales numbers, right? So for example, let's say I'm, I'm working for, for your company and I'm doing the marketing and I send out a Facebook ad and, you know, we get 10, 10 people, you know, reach out. We talk to, we talk to them and five of them have houses that we want to manage. So we got 50% conversion rate on lead to opportunity. So you're going to talk as a salesperson, you're going to obviously talk to the five opportunities first and foremost. Now you, will you convert some leads? For, yeah, we'll convert some leads for sure. But that's going to be really low percentage. You really want to focus on converting opportunities because they convert at a higher rate. To give you real numbers, at Empire, we got it to a 50% conversion from leads to opportunities. When we dialed back our investment in marketing and we stopped spending, we went from about 150 leads to about 100 leads. But here's the crazy thing. Our opportunity stayed the same. 
Wow. So we had 50 opportunities at 150 leads and we had 50 opportunities at 100 leads. So we went from whatever that whatever that difference is, right? We went to 50%. So we went from whatever, 25% or 30% to 50%. Just a lot less money. Just a lot less money, a lot less money. So that meant my cost per lead and my cost per opportunity trended way down. My cost per lead at the end was, I think it was like $75. Like your numbers here, you want to do a $25 cost per lead, which is really, really, that's going to be hard to do. But if anybody can do it, I believe you can do it because you have the Oh, connection. well, thank you. Well, yeah. you have the connection with Kelly Williams. And so that's going to help you get lots of leads with not a lot of yeah. money. And then, you know, our cost per opportunity went down. I don't have the numbers in front of me. I wish I did now, but I can tell you my cost per acquisition at one point was like $3,500. And I got it down to like $200. Nice. And nice. So that's a huge difference. But it took us a while to get there because we had to know our numbers. And we had to get our bookkeeper to work with our marketing guy to work with our sales team, yeah. you know, and then when you, as you grow and you have more and more team members, it gets a little bit more difficult. So, yeah. And it was funny, you know, back in the beginning, real quick, I, I said, you know, I want to, I want to own a property management company. I want to build it from scratch. I want to have nobody. And then all of a sudden the opportunity came up and you know how that goes. Sometimes the opportunity came up all of a sudden to buy this company. So I wasn't really ready by no means. I thought I had a little more time to build some, you know, the models and the systems. And next thing you know, there's 19 properties with, you know, security deposits rolling in and contracts rolling in. And, you know, we got to talk to people. So and I love, and once again, DI, you know, I love doing that stuff like that. So now the nice part is, is kind of slowing down just a little bit, just to kind of get the systems going. So today's call was really just, so you know, really good for me. So, yeah. So what are, you know, the next thing really is going to be the system. So what are, what are you, what's your strategies on building your, your systems and documenting your systems? Is it too early to document systems? Is it never too early? What's, what's your, what's your take? You know, it's probably never too early to doc, you know, document all your systems. You know, I always tell people here, you know, I'm the CEO of the company here, but if I, if I walk out across the street and get hit by a bus, you know, I don't want people going, what is, what did he do? Right. You know, so it's just always having those systems lined up where here's what he does. Boom, 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 boom. And everybody on staff has, this, has the same thing just in case something would happen. So no different for the property management side of things, you know, what are, what our systems are, what they do just in the process. Now we've tried to, you know, we've tried a, a financial system, you know, that was property management and get ready to switch over in the next month to, to something new and different, something a little bit more easy, in my opinion, at least for, for me, because I'm just not that, you know, I'm not the accountant, you know, by no means. So, Yeah. Choosing the right property management software is, is paramount for sure. There's obviously, there's no one size fits all and there's no perfect PM software. So you right. do have to rank and rate what is most important to you and then go with that one. Right. The only thing I would say is make sure like, that this one can grow with your vision. That's the main thing. Correct. Going to grow with your vision. I'm going to give a couple of shout outs here. So I'm a big fan of what Lead Simple is doing. They're a new software. Well, they're not new anymore, but they, they have a new product that will help you automate your operations. And uh, they were always doing the automation for CRM and they were a CRM system. And now they're doing it for operations. And I've seen the software a couple of times. It looks really cool. But I've talked to lots of people who use them and it's really functional. And that's the main thing. So as you, I would say, 
you know, you're, you're in a unique opportunity that you can start building your systems with automation early on and then just tweak them as you grow. Now, of course that costs money and it really just depends. Can, you know, will you be cash negative if you would, if you can't afford it, you know, great. I'm an operations guy. So I'm a DC. I'm an operations guy. Yeah. And I love flow charts, process flows and things of that nature. And, you know, when I first started empire, there, there was no such thing as lead sample. There was no automation. It was paper checklist. And then, then we found a Microsoft. Oh man, what was it called? But we had this Microsoft like online checklist thing. Then we went to HubSpot and we used the folks at RentBridge for a while and did some automation, some ticketing. Yes. Uh, I will say this, the quicker you can get on a ticketing system, instead of using email, to, to manage your, your property management firm and the mm -hmm. quicker you can get onto automation. Now, here's a trick. My, my buddy, Errol Allen with EA Consulting, highly recommend them. Errol says, before you automate, you need to process flow all your processes out because garbage in, garbage out. If you don't know exactly what's going on, and again, you're unique, you're, you're, you're a young business, you guys are doing everything, so you know everything that's going on. When I started this, I had 12 people working for me already. And I'm like, oh, maybe we should document our systems, right? Like <laughs> that was like aha moment. So, you know, you're unique, you can do this. So build, you build your systems from, you know, from scratch, build those checklists and then put them into something like Lead Simple and then build the automation. And so that's, that's kind of what, one thing I wish I had go back and, and, and kind of redo. And then I would say, Again, big fan of, of EA Consulting. He helps you build your process flows. And then I'll throw one more shout out to Deb Newell with uh, Real-Time Consulting. She's probably, as a property management business coach, she's 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 solid. I won't say she's the best because I, I think there are others out there, but uh, I know Deb personally, and I know some of the work she's done, some of the people she's worked with, and she gets great results. So step one is find NARPM and get plugged into NARPM. All right. When you're new to the business, when you're new to the business, NARPM is probably not just the number one place for resources, but NARPM is the, the number one place to find like-minded individuals who have already walked the path you're walking. Then number two is, you know, set up automation or, or document your systems and get ready for growth and with automation, if you can. Number three is, I love what you're doing. Find ways to grow the business, inside salesperson, some marketing, make sure that you invest instead of spend. Step four is look at VPM solutions as a, as a solution for great team members at a lower cost. Also, not a lot of people know this. I'll give us another plug. VPM solutions has what's called the VPM Academy. And we have, I think now we're at 25 courses. Most of them are for remote team members that can get certifications. We have a property management 101 series of 12 courses. And now we have courses for the company. So I have one on how to successfully hire, train, and manage a remote team. We have one on leadership. We got, uh, so we got more coming out every month. We have more coming out. And so it's a great platform for resources. And of course, you don't have to pay to be on the uh, VPN platform. And then of course, if you need coaching, instead of hiring an agnostic business coach, which is, was helpful. I had an agnostic business coach when I started empire and it's incredibly helpful, but getting a business coach like a Deb Newell that is in the property manager, right? Like how many business coaches have we are there for the real estate industry? Oh gosh. 
Endless. There's a few here in a management firm and in a, in a PM company. And if you go to our, our website, vpmsolutions.com, we actually have a resources and vendors page and you can see all the business coaches there. I just, I just plugged Deb because I just know her personally. She does not pay to be on here and all that good stuff. So, yeah. all right, Larry, I can sit here and we can do this. Oh, I could do this all day long. Yeah, I've locked my door so nobody walks in and interrupts us, but I can do it all day long. But we got to take a break and then we're going to come back for the lightning round. The lightning oh. round. And we'll be right back, everybody. Create the best move-in experience for your resident or homeowner. Citizen Home Solutions is a utility concierge service designed to assist with services needing activation prior to moving into a new home. Our experienced team will help eliminate the stress of setting up services. No more calling a long list of service providers to get everything connected and ready for move-in day. Your client will value the white glove service provided on your behalf. True, Citizen Home Solutions assist with utilities, but more importantly, we create an experience that your client will appreciate and love. Our service is free and offers you a revenue share program. Want to know more? Visit pmcpartner.com. Have you ever considered hiring a property management virtual assistant, but didn't know where to start? Or have you tried hiring a virtual assistant, but you weren't satisfied with the number of qualified applicants? If so, VPM Solutions is here to help. VPM is the world's first virtual talent marketplace dedicated specifically to property management and real estate. We have thousands of talented virtual assistants ready to work for you, including assistance for accounting, leasing, maintenance coordination, rent collections, and much more. With VPM, you can post jobs, screen candidates, hire and pay your virtual assistants, all from within our state-of-the-art platform. VPM is the easy button for hiring and managing your virtual team. And the best part, VPM Solutions is 100% free to employers. That's right, free. No placement fees, no employer markups, and no hidden charges. With VPM, property managers get the talent they need while reducing costs and improving customer service. Visit vpmsolutions.com and create your free account today. PestShare, a pest control amenity for your resident benefits program, starting at just $5 per door. You can give your residents the pest control coverage they need. PestShare will even pay for the expensive infestations like bedbugs and cockroaches. And the debate over who pays for pest control, while PestShare turns an expense into added revenue. For more information, check out their website at pestshare.com forward slash property managers. All right, welcome back, everybody. I got Larry's on the hot seat in the lightning round. So Larry, I hopefully you took some good notes and, and hopefully you listening got some got some value out of this and hopefully I didn't lead too many people astray. All right, Larry, let's go with the lightning round. What PM software do you use? We're just switching over now to PayProp. PayProp, okay. We already talked about your organizational structure. And we all right, so what is one piece of advice you'd give someone just starting out in the PM business, kind of like yourself? Yeah, I think I think just looking at all of the resources, having lots of conversations, you know, with those, join NARPM right away. You know, I think that that right there, you know, will certainly help your your property management business get get off to a great start. All right. This next question will determine if we remain friends or not. Does pineapple <laughs> belong on pizza? So 
my what I just it, it, ironically, I we just got pizzas on Friday and I stopped on the way home and picked up two pizzas. I picked up one that's deluxe. That's mine. I picked up one that's pineapple. That's Alice's. So does pineapple belong in pizza for me? No. All right. We can be friends, but tell Alice, you know, she can only be an acquaintance. <laughs> I love it. What was your first job? Very first job was picking sweet corn out in a in a 300 acre field up in Ohio, right? That was my that was my first job, yeah. All right, we need to have drinks to talk about that one. Uh, <laughs> what is your ideal vacation? We have a little timeshare in Panama City, Florida that we just love. It's it's just a nice little escape for us, you know, just to kind of kind of get away for a week and kind of unplug a little bit. So what is something that most people don't know about you? Who so I ran for politics up in Ohio. I ran for a city council position and I, I lost by a little less than 800 votes. And I, and I always said, you know, had I been, had I won, I would still be in Ohio. Not that there's anything wrong with that, except my opportunities in life and in leadership really happened after that point in time in my move to Texas and then around the system. What book are you currently reading or what is one that has impacted your business or life? I think one of the best books out there to read, Gary Keller wrote the book, The One Thing. And, and it was ironic in the podcast you'd said early on, you said something about one thing, you know, because here's the thing we can focus on. I mean, my focus every day is on a bunch of things and putting out fires and, you know, rescue the property management too. Yeah. We'll and property. Yeah, exactly. So, but what I've got to realize is I've got to still focus on one thing, you know, what one thing in my day that by doing it, nothing else, most is un, less significant or not even needed, right? That's really what the kind of the key to that book. And, you know, in, of course, in real estate, in recruiting, in property management, it's all around really for us around lead generation. What's your preferred dogs or cats? dogs we have them both awesome we've rescued our second second boxer you know and he's an old guy uh, like me and you know we yeah he's he's just he's awesome dogs all right thank you Larry, for being on the hot seat if somebody wants to reach out to you and maybe join a mastermind with you or, or help you or or you know maybe learn more about the brokerage side because you probably forgot more about the brokerage side of things than many of us know in our in our lifetime here uh how do people get in touch with you uh, probably easiest cell phone, 713-899-7394. That's the I in him, folks. If it was me, I'd you'd probably get a, an email address. Yeah. Uh, if you want to join NARPM and you haven't joined yet, what are you waiting on? Go to NARPM, N-A-R-P-M.org, or call them at 800-782-3452. And if you are looking for great team members that you, you know, for low cost, if your business is, you know, reactive, not proactive, if you're working nights and weekends, if your team is super stressed, go to vpmsolutions.com and check us out. Reach out to me personally, Pete at vpmsolutions.com. Larry, thank you for being here. Thank you, everybody. We will see you next time. This has been a production of the National Association of Residential Property Managers, the recognized leader in property management, along with your host, Pete Newbig, CEO of VPM Solutions, where property management meets global talent. 
The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are that of the host and are not necessarily those of NARPM. If you have a hot topic you'd like discussed on the podcast, please email us at radio at narpum.org.